Soldier's Home by Ernest Hemingway. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Soldier's Home. Krebs went to the war from a Methodist college in Kansas. There is a picture which shows him among his fraternity brothers, all of them wearing exactly the same heightened style collar. He enlisted in the Marines in 1917 and did not return to the United States until the 2nd Division returned from the Rhine in the summer of 1919. There is a picture which shows him on the Rhine with two German girls and another corporal. Krebs and the corporal look too big for their uniforms. The German girls are not beautiful. The Rhine does not show in the picture. By the time Krebs returned to his hometown in Oklahoma, the greeting of heroes was over. He came back much too late. The men from the town who had been drafted had all been welcomed elaborately on their return. There had been a great deal of hysteria. Now the reaction had set in. People seemed to think that it was rather ridiculous for Krebs to be back so late, years after the war was over. At first Krebs, who had been at Belleau Wood, Sassons, the Champagne, St. Miel, and in the Ardennes, did not want to talk about the war at all. Later he felt the need to talk, but no one else wanted to hear it. His town had heard too many atrocity stories to be thrilled by actualities. Krebs found that to be listened to at all he had to lie, and after he had done this twice he too had a reaction against the war and against talking about it. A distaste for everything that had happened to him in the war set in because of the lies he had told. All of the times that had been able to make him feel cool and clear inside himself when he thought of them the time so long back when he had done the one thing, the only thing for a man to do, easily and naturally, when he might have done something else, now lost their cool, valuable quality, and then were lost themselves. His lies were quite unimportant lies, and consisted in attributing to himself things other men had seen, done, or heard of, and stating as facts certain apocryphal incidents familiar to all soldiers. Even his lies were not sensational at the pool room, his acquaintances, who had heard detailed accounts of German women found chained to machine guns in the Argonne Forest, and who could not comprehend or were barred by their patriotism from interest in any German machine gunners who were not chained, were not thrilled by his stories. Krebs acquired the nausea in regard to experience that is the result of untruth or exaggeration, and when he occasionally met another man who had really been a soldier, and they talked a few minutes in the dressing-room at a dance, he fell into the easy pose of the old soldier among other soldiers, that he had been badly, sickeningly frightened all the time. In this way he lost everything. During this time it was late summer. He was sleeping late in bed, getting up to walk downtown to the library to get a book, eating lunch at home, reading on the front porch until he became bored, and then walking down through the town to spend the hottest hours of the day in the cool dark of the pool room. He loved to play pool. In the evening he practiced on his clarinet, strolled down to town, read, and went to bed. He was still a hero to his two young sisters. His mother would have given him breakfast in bed if he wanted it. She often came in when he was in bed and asked him to tell her about the war, but her attention always wandered. His father was non-committal. Before Krebs went away to the war, he had never been allowed to drive the family motor car. 
his father was in the real estate business and always wanted the car to be at his command when he required it to take clients out into the country to show them a piece of farm property the car always stood outside the first national bank building where his father had an office on the second floor now after the war it was still the same car nothing was changed in the town except that the young girls had grown up but they lived in such a complicated world of already defined alliances and shifting feuds that krebs did not feel the energy or the courage to break into it he liked to look at them though there were so many good-looking young girls most of them had their hair cut short when he went away only little girls wore their hair like that or girls that were fast they all wore sweaters and shirtwaists with round dutch collars it was a pattern he liked to look at them from the front porch as they walked on the other side of the street he liked to watch them walking under the shade of the trees he liked the round dutch collars above their sweaters he liked their silk stockings and flat shoes he liked their bobbed hair and the way they walked when he was in town their appeal to him was not very strong he did not like them when he saw them in the greek's ice-cream parlor he did not want them themselves really they were too complicated there was something else vaguely he wanted a girl but he did not want to have to work to get her he would have liked to have a girl but he did not want to have to spend a long time getting her he did not want to get into the intrigue and the politics he did not want to have to do any courting he did not want to tell any more lies it wasn't worth it he did not want any consequences he did not want any consequences ever again he wanted to live alone without consequences besides he did not really need a girl the army had taught him that it was all right to pose as though you had to have a girl nearly everybody did but it wasn't true you did not need a girl that was the funny thing first a fellow boasted how girls mean nothing to him that he never thought of them that they could not touch him then a fellow boasted that he could not get along without girls that he had to have them all the time that he could not go to sleep without them that was all a lie it was all a lie both ways you did not need a girl unless you thought about them he learned that in the army then sooner or later you always got one when you were really ripe for a girl you always got one you did not have to think about it sooner or later it would come he had learned that in the army now he would have liked a girl if she had come to him and not wanted to talk but here at home it was all too complicated he knew he could never get through it all again it was not worth the trouble that was the thing about french girls and german girls there was not all this talking you couldn't talk much and you didn't need to talk it was simple and you were friends he thought about france and then he began to think about germany on the whole he had liked germany better he did not want to leave germany he did not want to come home still he had to come home he sat on the front porch he liked the girls that were walking along the other side of the street he liked the look of them much better than the french girls or the german girls but the world they were in was not the world he was in he would like to have one of them but it was not worth it they were such a nice pattern he liked the pattern it was exciting but he would not go through all the talking he did not want one badly enough he liked to look at them all though it was not worth it not now when things were getting good again he sat there on the porch reading a book on the war it was a history and he was reading about all the engagements he had been in 
it was the most interesting reading he had ever done he wished there were more maps he looked forward with a good feeling to reading all the really good histories when they would come out with good detail maps now he was really learning about the war he had been a good soldier that made a difference one morning after he had been home about a month his mother came into his bedroom and sat on the bed she smoothed her apron i had a talk with your father last night harold she said and he is willing for you to take the car out in the evenings yeah said krebs who was not fully awake take the car out yeah yes your father has felt for some time that you should be able to take the car out in the evenings whenever you wished but we only talked it over last night i'll bet you made him krebs said no it was your father's suggestion that we talk the matter over yeah i'll bet you made him krebs sat up in bed will you come down to breakfast harold his mother said soon as i get my clothes on krebs said his mother went out of the room and he could hear her frying something downstairs while he washed shaved and dressed to go down into the dining room for breakfast while he was eating breakfast his sister brought in the mail well here she said you old sleepyhead what do you ever get up for krebs looked at her he liked her she was his best sister have you got the paper he asked she handed him the kansas city star and he shucked off its brown wrapper and opened it to the sporting page he folded the star open and propped it against the water pitcher with his cereal dish to steady it so he could read while he ate harold his mother stood in the kitchen doorway harold please don't muss up the paper your father can't read his star if it's been mussed i won't muss it krebs said his sister sat down at the table and watched him while he read we're playing indoor over at school this afternoon she said i'm going to pitch good said krebs how's the old wing i can pitch better than lots of the boys i tell them all you taught me the other girls aren't much good yeah said krebs i tell them all you're my beau aren't you my beau hare you bet couldn't your brother really be your beau just because he's your brother i don't know sure you know couldn't you be my beau hare if i was old enough and if you wanted to sure you're my girl now am i really your girl sure do you love me uh-huh will you always love me sure will you come over and watch me play indoor maybe ah hare you don't love me if you love me you'd want to come over and watch me play indoor krebs mother came into the dining room from the kitchen she carried a plate with two fried eggs and some crisp bacon on it and a plate of buckwheat cakes you run along helen she said i want to talk to harold she put the eggs and bacon down in front of him and brought in a jug of maple syrup for the buckwheat cakes then she sat down across the table from krebs i wish you'd put down the paper a minute harold she said krebs took down the paper and folded it have you decided what you're going to do yet harold his mother said taking off her glasses no said krebs don't you think it's about time his mother did not say this in a mean way she seemed worried i hadn't thought about it krebs said god has some work for every one to do his mother said there can be no idle hands in his kingdom i'm not in his kingdom krebs said we are all of us in his kingdom krebs felt embarrassed and resentful as always i've worried about you so much harold his mother went on i know the temptations you must have been exposed to i know how weak men are 
i know what your own dear grandfather my own father told us about the civil war and i have prayed for you i pray for you all day long harold krebs looked at the bacon fat hardening on his plate your father is worried too his mother went on he thinks you have lost your ambition that you haven't got a definite aim in life charlie simmons who is just your age has a good job and is going to be married the boys are all settling down they're all determined to get somewhere you can see that boys like charlie simmons are on their way to being a real credit to the community Krebb said nothing don't look that way harold his mother said you know we love you and i want to tell you for your own good how matters stand your father does not want to hamper your freedom he thinks you should be allowed to drive the car if you want to take some of the nice girls out riding with you you are only too pleased we want you to enjoy yourself but you are going to have to settle down to work harold your father doesn't care what you start in at all work is honorable as he says but you've got to make a start at something he asked me to speak to you this morning and then you can stop in and see him at his office is that all krebs said yes don't you love your mother dear boy no krebs said his mother looked at him across the table her eyes were shiny she started crying i don't love anybody krebs said it wasn't any good he couldn't tell her he couldn't make her see it, it was silly to have said it he had only hurt her he went over and took hold of her arm she was crying with her head in her hands i didn't mean it he said i was just angry at something i didn't mean i didn't love you his mother went on crying krebs put his arm on her shoulder can't you believe me mother his mother shook her head please please mother please believe me all right his mother said chokily she looked up at him i believe you harold krebs kissed her hair she put her face up to him i'm your mother she said i held you next to my heart when you were a tiny baby krebs felt sick and vaguely nauseated i know mummy he said i'll try and be a good boy for you would you kneel and pray with me harold his mother asked they knelt down beside the dining-room table and krebs mother prayed now you pray harold she said i can't krebs said try harold i can't do you want me to pray for you yes so his mother prayed for him and then they stood up and krebs kissed his mother and went out of the house he had tried so to keep his life from being complicated still none of it had touched him he had felt sorry for his mother and she had made him lie he would go to kansas city and get a job and she would feel all right about it there would be one more scene maybe before he got away he would not go down to his father's office he would miss that one he wanted his life to go smoothly it had just gotten going that way well that was all over now anyway he would go over to the schoolyard and watch helen play indoor baseball End of soldier's home by ernest hemingway